you got something to stop? See, did you hear that in the background? Um, it's the 27th of Friday. It's the 27th of Friday. The 27th in, oh, of Friday. Well done, John. In, uh, in Just as well I'm in an unfeasibly good mood today. In, in some month, February 2016, it's the Grouchy Club podcast. We're in the Mama Beashara in Purim in, in Shepherd's Bush. There might be sounds in the background while people buy African artefacts. And, and a tremendously is, good cause. And Copstick is, is, uh, is threading uh, braids. Well, I'm, well I'm, I've decided... Well, uh, people, uh, when we do the uh, Groucher Club live Next on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, yes, the 1st of March, uh, there will be compulsory knitting oh dear. and or braiding and or sewing. Because we got uh, a, and, load and of, um, a load of wool donated and some of it is knittable with and some of it has been chopped up for some reason into like foot-long lengths. So uh, I came up with a brilliant idea of we're... Because it's still the, the um, refugees are still having a horrendous time. Uh, I mean, it's in, in Syria, in Syria, well, everywhere. But uh, the ones we're sending, we've been engaged in sending a lot of stuff to the border of Syria and Turkey, and indeed into Syria. Close to Aleppo is the biggest town that we're uh, involved in, and that's where, at some point, I'll be going. When she says we, I don't give a shit. But oh, sorry, yes. She, she means no. Mama Beashara. No, not John. He's entirely uh, unmoved by the plight of our fellow human beings. He's, smart. He's laughing now. He's laughing, dear <laughs> listener. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yes, so uh, I thought we could use this wool and knit uh, blankets, you know, squares of blankets. And what we're going to have at the Mama Beashara Emporium, you're hearing it here first, is a kind of drop in a knit. So because it's just plain knitting and it's being done in squares, if you only want to do, or if you can only be bothered to do three rows, that's fine. Then you just put down the knitting and the next person to come along picks it up and knits. So uh, people can come here, they'll get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. They'll get a biscuit. Uh, Today it's shortbread we're offering. And uh, they just do a little bit of knitting with this donated wool. And hopefully the, the knitted squares pile up and we sew them together, make blankets for the freezing people in Syria. And you can find out where the Mama Beer Shower Emporium is on grouchyclub.co.uk. Can you? You can. How it's wonderful. With, with pictures and everything. It's, How it's, it's, wonderful. It's very modern, very through 20th century, not 21st yet, obviously. I've never seen you as a knitter, a nutter, perhaps. No, I'm not a knitter. I was a, a dreadful. Nutter. I was uh, dreadful at it uh, well, when I was in school. But um, uh, I, you know, it's... It's for the greater good, John. I feel even you could knit for the greater good. I, I can just see you sort of knitting by the guillotine. His head's full. Yeah, thank you very much. In, uh, over, through and off. What? Say it after me. In, in over, over, through, through and, and off. There, you see, you can knit. That's it. Yes, that's, a, that's a sort of tossing recipe. Steady. Anyway, but we're supposed to be talking about comedy. We have, we have a subject no. this week, don't we? We, oh, we do. We do. Oh, well, Did we do. you see... No. Expect, well, there we go. Moving on to the next subject. No, but I was... It's... It's not often that, you're that, that one, you know, truly one of the good guys who deserves something great to happen has something great happen. I haven't had anything great happen. No, not you, John. Uh, Tom Bins. Tom Bins. Someone's dropped something out of the end yes, of the store. no idea what no, it is, no. but it sounds expensive. Tom, Tom, oh, Bins. Dear. Tom Bins. Tom Bins, Ivan Brackenbury. Yes. And Ian de Montfort. Yes. He had, it was the first of the BBC's comedy showcase. I think it's called Comedy Showcase. Could be. And they do, I think it's a half hour. It's just radio. Television. Ooh. 
television, John, and he did a thing called Hospital People, and it was a, a sitcom based in a hospital where he played uh, about five or six different parts, including Ian de Montfort uh, and Ivan Brackenbury, of course. Uh, it was it was wonderful. I did feel it was a bit too long. I'm not sure if it completely held, but it was wonderful to see him and Ivan and Ian and and the new characters. It just it's so as it's so great when one of the good guys gets a proper chance. And do we think this is leading on to greater glory? Well, I mean, the, the, the reason for the showcase is that each one is a pilot. So if it all goes well and the reaction is good, then it would lead on to a series. As, as indeed Steptoe and some of the things like that did, because they were one-offs, weren't they? Were they indeed? They were. They were, they were a it was, comedy playhouse. It was, it was lovely. He did it so well. See, I'm not convinced very... it held, but I think that it has the potential. Yeah. Uh, to be to be great, I just think they need to maybe beef up the narrative or whatever. But the the first program of anything is always problematic because you're kind of explaining who everybody is and what they're doing there. So uh, there's never that much of a of a narrative. Um, it's more setting out the stall. But it, it it was just great. It was lovely, and he had one for once. Uh, Facebook were the, the Facebookers were happy and positive, and nobody seemed to be having a goal. Right, makes a change. Which is, which I was, I was very, very, very happy. T- talking of, of, as yet, uh, unrecognised comedians. Yes. Uh, I, I was in a dressing room in Harpenden with Lewis Schaefer yet last night. Really? Alone. And he has, he has better tits than I do. I thought I had pretty good tits, but he's even better, bigger, bigger and better. Is, is, he, is he making that part of his act? Ah, he she certainly should do. Because he's charging. I, Maybe that's what the, ex, what the money is for. I'd do him. Hex, well done. Does he, hello, Lewis. <laughs> you heard it here. We could have a threesome. Yes, but no, you, you probably outdo us. No, but let's not go with it. Said it. No. <laughs> but um, so was he? Is he? I thought his his. Um, I'm surprised he's, he's performing anymore. I thought his career had completely gone to the wall since you stopped mentioning him more than 500 times on each podcast. Mentioned who? That certain comedian, and of course, now that you're not, your blog does for a blog that's been cancelled. It pops up quite often, doesn't it? Well, I'm now, I'm now three blogs behind. I have material for three blogs, which I'm too. I've been too lazy to do. As I saw a show last Friday. This is Friday. No, this is Saturday. So that's eight days ago, and I haven't done the I haven't done the piece yet. So what was the show? Do. It was uh, We Are Tomasi, which is very interesting. You know, We Are Tomasi. No one does apart from me. No, uh, it's an American. Uh, girl and a Brit bloke, they're married mm-hmm. and they came over apparently they were at the Leicester Square Theatre I think last year once mm-hmm. and then went back but they're based, they were based in New York they're now based in LA because they've gone there for the pitching season Right. Uh, and uh, they do sketches and uh, this is ruining my blog now uh, they're, doing, <laughs> they're doing sketches and they, the, 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 the billing was it was a museum of comedy, the billing was something like 74 sketches in 60 minutes and I thought oh fuck, <laughs> because I thought oh god I'm not very keen on sketch comedy at the best of times and I've seen these sort of 74 in, in a minute and they're awful uh, and not one went wrong. It was abs- every single one was, was spot on. Very, with laughs? Very, with, with punchlines? I know, that, with, I know it's old fashioned of me to mention, but ab- with punchlines? Absolutely. Beginning, middle, end, characters, everything. Everyone's superb. Uh, and, uh, That's probably about as much in one show as there was at the Hall yeah, of the Fringe yeah, yeah. last year. And, and they're releasing them online one a week. 
they've, they've done a series online at the moment. We are Tomasi, and it's, it's the combination. You read my blog to find out about this. Okay. It's a combination of the two surnames. I feel I'm reading it now, John. And so do I, sadly. Uh, uh, and, uh, yes, yeah, so like I say, they, they, they were, they've been based in New York, uh, and they were putting on monthly uh, sketch shows in the theatre. Uh, and they now moved to L.A. at their agent's behest to, to go for the TV pitching season. And they've arranged to have monthly uh, sketch shows in a theatre in L.A. So they're very together. She, she, I think, has produced various things. And she's from, um, uh, I don't know, somewhere on the East Coast. Somewhere starting with a C, can't remember. Uh, and he, he's British. California? No. Oh, no, that's the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, he, and he's very interesting because... Uh, he is very nice and no no discernible ego particularly he's a very good actor uh, he went to Eton and he and he was I, I think I, th- I think I got the subject right he was a maths master at Eton as well so we're talking oh, up, we're to- so we're talking about market here he was uh, he, he, he has some sort of vague link with Cumberbatch he uh, he Starred, he, he was with uh, Hiddleston, is it? Or Huddleston, I can't remember, Hiddleston, uh, in uh, a production of Guys and Dolls where he was one of the leads and Hiddleston was in the chorus, How Times Have Changed, <laughs> said his wife. Uh, so, and and he, he, he got the potential to be mega, mega, mega. I, I can see him ending up one of those awful Marvel things where he's a superhero with a British accent. Fantastic. <laughs> so they're, but they're very talented and then very together. You know my opinion of comedians, they're all barking mad. Well, yes. well these two are, well, probably are barking mad, but they're very organised, and that's half the battle. Organised uh, barking. And, and also they're, they're so organised in, in their press releases. What they, they say is, we are, we are, the, the, the act is called We Are Tomasi, brackets, rhymes with sassy, close brackets. So they've even got that, that then. You actually know how to pronounce the rather difficult and rather dodgy name. That's ah. it. So anyway, they're very now, good. Now, talking of press releases, Yes. Uh, do we yet know uh, what is likely to be on the press release for the Grouchy Club in Edinburgh? No, of course not. Uh, much less the uh, Malcolm Hardy, the increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy Awards show. Of course we don't, because we don't know where we're going. Uh, and why don't we know where we're going, John? I, See, I'm doing what you normally do, which is asking pointless, rather mundane questions to which I already know the answer in a vague attempt to make it look like I'm eliciting interesting information from you for the purposes of the podcast. So why, why is it that we don't know, John? A little harsh, I felt. Uh, don't know. Oh, we are because <laughs> wow, I was so so thrown by the, the linguistic uh, athleticism of your, your yeah. Anyway, uh, because uh, the uh, the counting house in Edinburgh, which for the last nine years has been built up brilliantly and run by the Laughing Horse Free Festival, especially last year, because Brian, the the manager there, was just yes, yeah. fantastic, uh, has been taken over and what some might say poached. Poached, like, I would say poached, like, like a rather dodgy egg. Uh, by by um, uh, we might mention this last week. By um, no, well, last uh, by, week by the Gilded Balloon. Yeah, but last week we were wondering yes. who it would be, and yeah. I said, luckily I didn't put money. I said I would put money on it being just the tonic, and I think we were we were unanimous yeah. on the fact that it was most unlikely to be the Gilded Balloon because Karen wouldn't do something like and that. I think we actually both said it out loud to each other simultaneously. Probably Indeed. yes, it, Karen wouldn't do it, but she has. Karen, Karen Corrin being the person who runs the Gilded Balloon. And uh, I think it's uh, extremely dodgy. But, so do uh, I. The, the, Especially... Sorry to interrupt. No, I'm not sorry to interrupt. I am interrupting. It's my thing. We've changed personalities, haven't um, we? She's going to make it a pay what you want. As I understand it from Chortle, which, as I understand it, came Fount from... of all knowledge. ..from the, the Karen's mouth herself, is that... Uh, 
well, as I understood it, which might not be true, uh, the, man, the person who owns the counting house was always of, of the idea that it would go for the, the pay venue, i.e. Karen. Mm-hmm. The management, I believe, were quite keen on it staying free. Right. Uh, and obviously the man who owns the place, or woman who owns the place, obviously gets uh, first refusal. Uh, but I, I suspect part of the reason for that was, wasn't just that I, I presume Karen is paying for the privilege of taking it over from the counting house during the fringe, but as far as I understand it, she intends to try to run a year-round comedy venue in that location, which would mean more bar takings. Yes. So I can see from the owner's point of view that that's a very good idea. I can see from Karen's idea, from Karen's viewpoint, it's a very good idea. And also she has slight links to it in the Around about 1991, I think, she, she ran some sort of comedy show or venue or something in there. But uh, that was 1991. She didn't make a go of it. Uh, and for the last nine years, Laughing Horse has, has actually built up the venue. So she's, she's stealing I mean, it. it. She's is, stealing I mean, it from... She's, it's a stunning venue. Yeah, it's, it's a very good... Well, it's, it's only a, yeah, it's, well it's, the ballroom it's, is yeah. a stunning the, venue. The ballroom is a cracking venue. And also because the counting house is not just one venue. It's, it's the counting house, the pear tree and the blind poet. And the pear tree involves a large, open courtyard with a, a stage on which can be musical comedy acts in the pouring rain. Exactly. Uh, and, um, we're about, it's, to, we're it's, about to be interrupted. Are we about to be interrupted? We're podcasting yes, here. Yes, yes. Well, that's, I'm being handed a beautifully embroidered heart on a blue background and it says mum at the bottom. It, this is something else that uh, the lovely Sonia, say hello Sonia. Hello. That, Actually it says I and the heart is Oh I love mum. Uh, this is, we're thinking of selling these as cards for Mother's Day. And where would they be? They're on a, 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 some sort of netting background. Well, we'd put that onto cards, you see, ah. and sell it to raise more funds for injured, dying, and, and very, very needy people in Kenya. What about Syria? You don't care? No, Syria, Syria's no. getting the blankets because ah. they're freezing cold. And all the wool actually came from Sonia. Well, you're talking about violence and refugees. What about Glasgow? My God, on a Saturday night, Glasgow. Steady. Thank you very much. <laughs> Moving on. Are you off? Let's all say <laughs> bye-bye to Sonia. Bye-bye, Sonia. Bye-bye, Sonia. Bye-bye, bye-bye Sonia. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Oh, yes. Um, and if you have been, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, we, we're in the, 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 the Gilda Balloon. I mean, it's a lot of venues. Yes. I don't, I don't know whether they'll continue to cram 14 venues into the top floor of uh, the, the counting house as where they're this under is, the counting this house. This is poetic. It was about three, okay, three, poetic, it was yeah. about three wasn't it? But, yeah. uh, three, and most of them only sitting three. But uh, it's just it's just kind yeah. of not it, it's done, it, it's, really, it's not it? on. It's, it's not the spirit of the fringe. And also the, the, the big thing, of course, is that once you establish that it's OK to... If it, once a, a pay venue yes. establishes it's OK to poach other venues, then uh, Karen's in a very dodgy area here because next year... Absolutely. S- someone might decide that the Teviot, her, her yes. main gilded balloon building, is worth poaching. Yeah, and why not? And why not? I As mean, Arna Brown would say. Now, talking of... In a more Scottish accent. But anyway, but the reason for this this affecting us directly is because the increasingly prestigious Malcolm Arnie Award show was in the County House Ballroom for the last few years and the Grouchy Club uh, chat was in the lounge. So we're now now venueless. Well, we're not actually. We're homeless. We think we have two... The lovely uh, thing is uh, we've been offered... Quite. I think I think three separate people. Have, well, within ten minutes of me posting this on my uh, blog, uh, I got an offer of, of two venues, and I think it's two other people, three other people, maybe have offered course, venues. And of course, I mean, I, I think um, Karen 
she is. She's taking her life in her hands because also homeless, uh, temporarily, although she's got some place now, is Janie Go- was Janie Godley. I believe Janie Godley's going to the Three Sisters. Yes, she is. Now, Janie and the Three Sisters, people make a lot of noise in the Three Sisters. I Not think, as much as Janie. Th- Nobody makes as much noise as I know, I think, there are gonna, I think there are going to be deaths in the Three Sisters. I, I was going to say, I think it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> but, um, no, so, uh, and, and Janie just had her first free fringe last year and loved it. And made a fortune, yes. Only to be shafted by Karen. But, but Karen, and, to be, and she's been very amiable on, on Facebook. Uh, but in fact, the, the good thing about Karen is she, she actually has done a lot of good for the Fringe. Oh, massive. And, and indeed for the Malcolm Hardy Awards, which she massive. hosted. The increasingly prestigious in the, Malcolm Hardy Awards. Back then, it wasn't even increasingly prestigious. But, but so, uh, so, we so, got... so, so and, and Janie owes her as everyone knows, everyone likes oh, Karen. Yeah. And, and so, most so people in Scottish comedy owe Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if yeah. not their start, then. Yeah, yeah. So, so she gets a bit of leeway, although not enough leeway to quite forgive her for doing this. No, no. <laughs> but I, what is. One of the things that's that's come out of it, which is interesting, is the number of new venues that I think there are going to be uh, popping up. Because I was uh, I was contacted by Latch, you know Latch of um, Latch's. What do you call it? One o'clock in the morning, everybody gets up and does a turn. This is a man, isn't it? It's anti-hoot. Latch's no, no. anti-hoot. This is the man. We, yeah. He was originally brought up. Uh, to Edinburgh by uh, Richard Melville, Melvin, Melvin of um, Dabster Productions, and uh, and Latch has just stayed in Edinburgh. And he this year, and he's a real kind of <coughs> free, spirity, mm. alternative, mm. properly alternative person. He's running the New Town Theatre, which is opening up. I. I I can't remember if it's been open for the past few years. I know it used to be in the good old days when there was as much fringe in the new town as there was in the old town. Uh, it's down, I think it's like Thistle Street or one of those streets. And it's, um, it's a Masonic building. Oh, not the and it's got the most fantastic uh, rooms. It's got wonderful rooms. The whole place is stunning. So Latch, uh, if anyone's looking for a venue, is running it this year and looking to make it like, properly a, a real kind of high hive of creativity and alternative stuff. This is not the Masonic, uh, the main Masonic building on George Street, is it? No. And there was also some bizarre Masonic place near uh, the Café Royal, which was doubled as a backpacker's. Uh, yes, yes. I, I went up this rickety, rickety stairs to some backpacker's hostel, and there was this room which yes. was filled with Masonic regalia. Very bizarre. Yes, been there. <laughs> but, but, um, but, but as well as Latch, I, th- I believe, I, I don't know this from the horse's mouth, I don't know this from Alex himself, but I believe the Laughing Horse has got some new venue up its sleeve as well. Mm. And then we, we, we believe possibly that Bob Slayer has a new venue up its, up its yes. sleeve. So, uh, yes, everyone's got new venues up their sleeves. Which is terrific. And, there's, and as I say, there's more. The, the, the new town, I think, will blossom again. <coughs> uh, and I met, when I was on my way into the BBC, I've still got contacts, really? you know, uh, last week, I bumped into, literally, that spilling my latte all over the floor, bumped into <laughs> Bill Burdett Coots. Oh, yeah. And, who, who, who runs the assembly? And he was saying he is back in the assembly rooms, George Street, yes, look, this year. We're not even going to get into this list, because there's, there's two lots of assemblies and two lots of George uh, roads, and we're not going to get into no, this. No, no, but this is uh, the, uh, the original... Assembly rooms, uh, which then were poached. <laughs> the, the, the assembly rooms were in, are, are in George Street. George, and um, the 
hence, it was Assembly Productions. In George uh, Square? No, 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 no. That was only this year. Uh, the Assembly Rooms uh, begat, uh, or gave the name <coughs> to Assembly Productions, who were then ousted from their birthplace and home, moved up to George Square, where they became Assembly Productions in George Square. Uh, and now they still have George Square for all the stuff they've, they've been doing up there, but the uh, Assembly Rooms are being reopened by Assembly Productions. And, uh, well, they're just not the same since they've been overdone by the uh, by the the Kunso because it's all you know there's all these kind of wanky people on the door with Hugo Boss suits and Bluetooth muttering into their lapels and then the whole place is pungent with the smell of Jamie's dough balls which isn't necessarily what you want and this this is Jamie Oliver's restaurant that was added in there by the council and you know the 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 venues themselves, although the music room and the ballroom are, are pretty much unchanged, you know, the other rooms are so... I mean, they just scream corporate event, which is not great if you're trying to do a kind of laid-back stand-up. So what Bill is going to do is he's going to turn the place into a digital entertainment centre. Uh, and the, the kind of centrepiece of that is, is going to be a huge, proper, big cinema screen in the music room, uh, or the music hall, whatever it's called, uh, on, wh in, on which he will show all the, 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 all the ones that he can get uh, the rights to, the, the live arts events that have been filmed in the past year. So all the operas, all the operas that were filmed, uh, the <coughs> RSC productions that were filmed, uh, all that sort of stuff will be shown on a proper massive screen in uh, the music room. And is he charging entry for this? Of course he is, don't be ridiculous. Um, and I, I think that would be tremendous. And then uh, I'm not quite sure what's happening in the ballroom. Then he said in one of the other, in, in those, uh, the, what they call the studios, uh, one of them at least is going to be dedicated to, um, I, I think he said virtual reality. Uh, thing, which, again, number one, it's the way forward. Um, number two, I, I mean, it's genuinely quite exciting. The, the last two years, the, the, the assembly rooms has spilt over into George Street. And that's not closed. happening. That's this not year, happening. Okay. I, at least, I, I, I mean, I think it's all, it was all more trouble than it was worth, and I don't think it brought in the revenue that they yeah. thought it would. Because, as far as I understand it, before. Burdett Coots got ousted from the assembly rooms. He, he, he looked into, he'd researched using... He hadn't just looked into, he'd yeah. spent a fortune designing the whole outside bar area. It, for George Street, and then when he lost it to the stand, the stand then took over that idea, tried out the idea for two years, and now you're telling me that, in fact, it didn't quite Well, work, I, so. I don't... I don't know. I mean, I think... I don't know how well the stand suited the assembly rooms, or vice... Versa, although uh, in my humble, okay, not humble opinion, <laughs> the stand really what the the one thing that the stand is lacking is like a central bar because there is nowhere, you know, that is conducive to hanging around. You know, if you if you've got a show on at the Pleasance, then at least 
10% of your audience, if you're like a little person, is going to be people that couldn't get in to see the show they really wanted to see. It's pouring with rain outside, so they'll come in and see you. There is no kind of leftover audience uh, for any show at the stand, because if you're, if you're in the stand one, you've got to stand out in the rain. Uh, the stand two, there's not really a place to congregate. The other ones, it's all very formal down there, and you certainly don't feel... It's some place that you'd want to go and hang out and then see what was happening. Although if the stand actually ran the Tibet, of course, they would have a bar. Well, indeed, yes, that might be something to... Now we're in uh, catch as catch can or poach as poach can. You never know. I wouldn't put it past, Tommy. I feel I'm not being invited to the, the So You Think You're Funny party this year. Possibly not. <laughs> oh, yes, talking about the lovely um, Luca Copani. Who, who, who won, uh, who so, won you funny last so You Think You're Funny last yeah. year. Um, he's very... He's kind of worried. He's feeling bad about uh, kind of sleeping with the enemy effect because Karen, because he won So You Think You're Funny, she's kind of got first dibs, I think, on his Edinburgh show. Well, that's OK. Uh, but he, he says he would feel quite bad about doing a show with the Gilded Balloon, when the Gilded Balloon is now a bad guy. You know, they've gone over to the dark side. This is, as, rep as reported, not necessarily what he thinks, never he shouldn't be blamed for any no, of this. No, no, this is what he thinks. Oh, God, OK. Because he put right. it on Facebook. Oh, did he? OK. Yes. But, well, well, he, um, should, he shouldn't feel bad about that, that's OK. But, uh, you know, I... I and, he, and also it's quite reasonable that she has first say, because... Uh, absolutely. Uh, so you think it just isn't quite reasonable that, that she poached no, the no, no. counting but, 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 but so you think you're funny, which is one of the excellent things that Karen's done. True. Uh, gave, gave Very him, true. Gave him that sort of uh, uh, profile. And also part of the prize is you get to go to Montreal and do the Just for Last Festival. Mm. So, in fact, he owes a lot to So You Think You're Funny. Therefore, it's quite reasonable she, she gets to put on his No, no, show. I'm not saying that. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, just... Yeah. And normally, under normal circumstances, yeah. fantastic thing mm. is just this year, uh, you know, being in the gilded balloon mm. pool, as it were, or yeah. bed, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what kind of repercussions there might be. Um, There's nobody, nothing on this, in this world is <coughs> moodier than uh, a comic who thinks they've been hard done to. <laughs> Or a woman. Or a woman. Uh, now, now the, as, as, as listeners will know, you, it will be apparent that you know an awful lot about Edinburgh. Now, at some point, you're supposed to be doing a how to put on the yes, best possible show in uh, Edinburgh. Arlene, yes, Arlene Double-Barrelled uh, asked me uh, if, if I would do a kind of... or if I was interested in doing a kind of, you know, hot hint on how to do uh, a good, worthwhile Edinburgh show, not, you know, lose shitloads of money, not waste money... Um, and in fact, now I, I think I can, I think I can tell you this, but I'm, I'm giving a little bit. I won't tell of, anyone else. No, no one else okay. will know. Uh, a little bit of helpful advice to a very good friend of mine, who is producing a one-woman show uh, at this year's festival, uh, and it, he hasn't been there. His his fringe muscles are very creaky because he hasn't been for a long time but this is a one-woman show starring lady colin campbell <laughs> which i think could be quite extraordinary who, who's lady colin campbell what do you mean who's lady colin campbell i think our listener doesn't know who lady colin campbell is lady he doesn't know who are you <laughs> you idiot <laughs> where have you been living for god's sake <laughs> look her up look her up look up her Spent, spent her childhood as a boy, most recently seen in the jungle. Really? In, uh, 
I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Not, not the Calais jungle. No. no. I'm a celebrity, get me out yeah, of here. Yeah. You're doing it again. You're, now you see? You see? My, my erstwhile good mood is, is dissipating under the deluge of your idiot questions. Well, we thought we'd actually reverse the format of the show. This, 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 I'm getting quite this. narky now. I think the tramadol's wearing yeah, well, off. Well, normally you start narky and then you, you sort of calm down. And this when you start off quite amiable. Now you're getting narky, aren't you? Yeah, you see, you're doing it again. Anyway, so, so when, when might this uh, wonderful le lecture happen? Well, I don't know, because it was um, Arlene Double-Barrelled yes. uh, had, had posited a date which turned out to be Easter. Now, I would have thought that she, uh, as, a, as a Jewish person, would have been out celebrating killing Christ. <laughs> and presumably they all run, wander around with burning crosses going, ha, 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 he, he, he. We burnt Christ. Mm, hold you? on, hold on, he wasn't burnt at all, was he? Not burnt. That was Joan of Arc. We, uh, oh, that's true. Well, they, they're ultimately <laughs> responsible for burning them all. Uh, but yes, we killed Christ, na 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 there you go. So, but apparently not, because she was perfectly prepared to come along and be here while I was telling people uh, how to, you know, just hot hints on doing an Edinburgh show. Anyway, so you're not doing it on Easter Sunday, as we Not doing it on Easter Sunday. Right. It'll be sometime in April. I was hoping to do it earlier, because mm. the early bird... The early bird fringe deadline is April sometime, isn't it? God knows, yeah, sometime. But, um, it's on there, edfringe.com. Which, you know, by which time you need to have decided your name and your 40 words and everything, and that's... Or your venue, in our case. Oh, your venue, in our... Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, that is uh, certainly free fringe-wise. That's uh, a tricky one for people... Free show-wise, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, for people who don't really know if their venue's even going to be there. Well, I think you can change it to, to leave the programme, the final programme deadline, I think. But, uh, oh, I see, but you've yeah. just got to, you've yeah. got to stake, yeah. you've got to yeah. say so, you want a space. So, so you put in that the space is, you know, downstairs at the, the crouch end, right. thing and, you know, whatever. And can you put your 40 words as blah, 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 marvellous, marvellous, blah, blah? I believe so. Although there's vague bells ringing that they changed this last year oh or dear. something, in which case you, you actually have to send them an email and then they changed it and all sorts of it, terrible it stuff. Is, it it's is very, kind very, of ridiculous. It was very bureaucratic. Yes. Anyway, if you want to know anything about the Edinburgh Fringe, cop stickers, you woman. Uh, and that's probably, we're probably going to round off this. Oh, no, no, you're not going to be, you're here next Friday. I'm to, here next to, Friday to and here obviously for... To record. Uh, Tuesday, here next Friday to record and then I'm in Kenya. Why, why, are you, why are you in Kenya? Because oh, I think we all know that. Well, I'm Mama, Mama Biashara in Kenya. I'm going down I'm sure to you are. Mombasa. Ah, oh, bloody time. hell, isn't that dangerous? It, well, it might be a bit, but hopefully, um, I don't know. But uh, yes, I'm going down to... This is Mombasa Al-Qaeda. Well, it's a very, it's a, the whole of the coast is a Muslim area yeah. and uh, an Arab yeah. Muslim area yeah. because the, the inhabitants of Mombasa actually came from Zanzibar. You know, when the British stole Kenya or East Africa. Um, Much like Karen. The, exactly. Uh, well, well, let's see. When the British did a gilded balloon on East Africa, uh, the they had to have a separate agreement for uh, Mombasa because the people on Mombasa were, strictly speaking, the subjects of the Sultan of Zanzibar. So they weren't Af African mainland as such? No, they were, yeah. they were the subjects yeah. of... Uh, they were Omani Arabs and the subjects of the Sultan of Zanzibar. Oh, sort of... Oh, that's right, because there's, there's some odd things about... Is it Baluchistan in there as well? There's something odd. Steady on. Is it not? I thought, I thought Oman and Baluchistan were messing around down in Africa in Absolutely. the 19th century. 
That's it. You see, I open a can of worms and then you dive right in. Talking of which, did you see, just before we go, um, I, I got back from spending a completely glorious two days with Daddy Copstick. It was just in, fabulous. In Scotland. In Scotland. And I came back, switched on the telly, and it was something like uh, Britain's top ten fetishes or something. And now most of them are kinks, top ten kinks. I mean, the, Ray, Ray, number one, Ray, Ray Davis. Number one turned out to be sex toys. I mean, that's not a kink. Anyway, one of them, uh, which I don't think actually came in in the top ten, but they just thought it was so odd they'd uh, put it in, was this chap who gets turned on by insects crawling on him or wriggling around on him. And in fact, I was very impressed to see the little clip that they showed, showed him scooping handfuls of enormous worms out of a can. That's, that was the link, you see, can of worms. Scooping a handful or two enormous worms out of a can, putting them into what I believe is a highball glass, tall glass, and then sticking his cock into the wriggling, squirming worms for sexual pleasure. I'm not even going to say what I was thinking about there, but uh, ignoring worms, I would have thought insects crawling on you is probably quite sensuous, isn't it? I don't know. I wouldn't try it myself. But, yeah. See, you do. Oh, well, hidden depths there, no, John. No, no, tickly, presumably. Yes. Uh, sensuous, and, and, you say. And worms and women, we're not going to go there, are we? Tell me we're... more. <laughs> I prefer, sensuous. I, prefer, it's, it's, I know, it's a word I learned at school. Mm. But you know, year, I, year five. I always associate insects crawling all over you as... I mean, it's, it's, so, so, it's a symptom, yeah. very often. The feeling that, that insects are crawling all over your flesh, uh, it's a symptom of some diseases. Well, it's a, it's a very short step also from insects to incest, which is totally different. I don't think it is, John. Oh. I'm going to get annoyed again. Uh, again? Have you ever stopped being annoyed? Yes, I did. Did you not notice? There? My voice yeah. goes kind of soft. <laughs> I, I don't bark at you anymore. Uh, and yes, you see, you lulled me, or I lulled myself into a sense of happiness. And now, with with these interjections uh, of a facile kind, yeah, I'm now tumbling down the slippery slope into irritation again. And it's all your fault. Yeah, it could be my autobiography, interjections of a facile kind. <laughs>